We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 1st, 2017. And uh, the next report is pretty brief. It's entitled Army Intel Officer, Patriots Must Prepare Now. I'm going to be going over some different scenarios of what we could be facing, not just, let's say, Trump gets inaugurated, but also we had talked a lot in the last study about, is he going to be inaugurated? What are they going to try to do ahead of time, potentially? So all of these things are still in play, okay? Uh, I've already talked a lot about, okay, Trump gets in office, they're going to sabotage things. That's something I do believe that if he makes it to the inauguration, they will definitely, you know, try to do. But will he get there is actually the bigger question. And we talked extensively about that in the last study. We're going to be covering that some uh, in the next few reports here and looking at some different scenarios. So let's go ahead and roll this first video here. Okay, sorry, I got things a little messed up there. Uh, this is entitled Intel Officer, Patriots Must Prepare Now. James Wesley Rawls, again, this is not an endorsement of, some kind of blanket endorsement of Alex Jones, but the particular man, he just goes over, over some good things to think about uh, regarding the days and the times we're moving into. Uh, we got three minutes left. I appreciate James Wesley Rawls. We have Lord Moncton coming on, talking about the state of the world, 1776 worldwide. Uh, your latest novel, mm -hmm. more information, anything else you'd like to add, my friend? Sure. I, well, I'm not really here to just promote my own books. No, but you should. I want you to. They're great books. I'd much rather encourage your listeners to get prepared, and I want to have them take full advantage of the resources that are on my website. Again, it's survivalblog.com. It's been out for 11 years. We've been posting daily, so there's tens of thousands of articles, letters, uh, column items about family preparedness, about survival gear, uh, you name it, it's there. It's all fully searchable. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a search box. And I recommend that people take full advantage of that. If you're interested in water filtration or first aid or food storage or whatever, just type in your searches there. All the information there is free of charge. Please take full advantage of it, folks, because, again, time is short. You need to be prepared. You need to stock up, team up, and train up with your friends and neighbors and again it's only those who are well prepared and not worried about where they're going to get their next meal it's only those folks who are going to have their head up and be looking at the big picture when the real threats come along that's right everything the enemy's done is about making us dependent and so whether it's camping or gardening or rock climbing or jogging everything we do to improve ourselves and improve others and reach out if you're white, especially, and to other folks, and and, and you know hire them, work with them, uh, get through mm. the comfort barrier, and you're going to find that actually the quote minorities are some of the most awake people and are sick of all this crap. We have to get culturally involved. Uh, we have to really just fight on every front and realize it's not a burden; it's the animating contest of liberty. People just want to watch football all day. That's not empowering. Fighting is empowering. It's what we're meant to do. I just. People ask why I'm so alive. It's because I'm fighting. I, I understand I'm under attack. I agree with you, Alex. And, and I want to just stress to your, your listeners and viewers that a lot of what you're looking at at sites like mine might look expensive, 
But the alternative is, slavery. is, is, uh, is, is pretty, pretty pitiful when you come right down to it, which is staring across the dinner table at, at your kids and saying, well, I'm sorry, I, I didn't stock up on food. I bought a big screen TV instead. Or That's I right. A Being mask. a man means self-sufficient, and none of us are perfect, but it, it's humans must become primitive again to become advanced. Absolutely. Uh, and he doesn't mean primitive by, like, caveman-type standards, you know. Um I think what he's saying is is getting back to basics, you know. Uh, one advantage we do have in today's day and age that they didn't have in the Great Depression is the Internet. And, and again, the Bible says in Daniel that, that um, you know, that in the end times knowledge will increase. And that is one advantage we do have. They didn't have alternative media back then. They didn't have all the, like this guy's website, survivalblog.com. You know, it, it looks like a great place you can go if you have any questions about this or that regarding prepping or survival or whatever. <clears throat> the information right now is at our fingertips. Whereas if they lock down the internet, that could all be taken away overnight. Or let's say they blame it on something else. You know, EMP or whatever. So some of these things, what you might want to do, if you're like... For instance, my PDF for my prepper thing. You might want to go and, well, you should be backing up your computer anyway, okay? Um, that's something that you should be doing. Don't trust cloud because then it's in the cloud, and that's not something that you may even have access to. What I recommend you do is go out and buy a, um, <clears throat> a hard drive, and it has to be at least as big as the hard drive of your computer. I advise that everybody gets solid state hard drives do not get the old style um hard drives that are not solid state i've got these now it's the only thing i will buy they're much more reliable they're way quicker and um you go get another hard drive another solid state and then you know if you don't know how to do all this go to go to a, your computer guy or whoever you take your computer to ask them how you do it and and at least you know i mean i'm bad about it too but you know at bare minimum once a month back up your computer and i know there a lot of people back up the computer every day that's great okay um back up your computer and let's say you you've already got done on cloud like i said that could all be taken away it's like having your your money in paper it's you know it could be gone overnight if you've got it on a hard drive you back up your data and let's say you've got all these files like for the survival stuff it's not practical to print out a lot of this stuff you'd, you'd go through you know 14 printer cartridges now if you can do that if you have the time and you have the energy and the resources hey that's great or there's a lot of really good books out there i'm just trying somebody on a budget i'm trying to think about them like something that they could do and, and have it for the most amount of information for the cheapest amount available you back up your computer, you have these files on there, and, and you do it at least once a month, preferably if not more, and then you store that other hard drive in the um, EMP-proof bags, these Mylar-type bags that they have. And just don't store it in one bag, okay? They're called Faraday bags. The one I have here is EMP bags. EMP like electromagnetic pulse bags.com or techprotectbag.com. It's called a Faraday bag. 
And not all these bags are the same. Not all these bags are created equal. Uh, a lot of these bags are like, you can see right through them. And those are the bags that generally don't offer you near as much support. Now, what I've learned after researching these bags is that the best way to do it, if there's something you're really, really wanting to protect, is you nest whatever component you're trying to protect in two or three of these bags. Like this one I've got my hard drive in, the one I do backups on. And um, the, the outer bag is very, very heavy duty. And then the inner bags, for the sake of being able to um, wrap them around it, they're not as heavy duty, but I'm layering, I'm nesting the, the hard drive in the EMP bag. If we did get hit with an EMP or a solar flare, something like that, your data would be safe. Now, granted, if your computer's not protected, that may be fried, but at least you'd have your information you know, let's say your computer's fried, but then you can get it, uh, another computer, you can get it back up and running. At least you'll have your information saved. Just something to think about um, uh, that you can do, and it's not going to, I mean, basically you would have the, the cost of a hard drive, and then you'd have, you know, getting that set up, and then you'd have your Faraday bags, which aren't, I mean, generally, they're not that expensive. Okay, just something to think about. Um, that I, I don't know if I've said that a lot in the times past, but EMP is something to definitely prepare for. I, I think that even if people on a, on a modest budget, even on a fixed budget, <clears throat> retirees or college students or whoever, you can make substantive steps and get well prepared. And, uh, you know, by buying food in bulk, for example, you're actually paying less per meal for your food. That's right, then in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Survivalblog.com. Okay, so we have just that little tidbit of information there. And uh, let's go further. <clears throat> now, there, here's one. This just came out. Now, this is one take from Jones. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but as we talked about last week, what they're doing everything they can do, apparently, to fight him to at bare minimum, if he gets into office, to have everything so gummed up, so messed up, that it's almost like he opens the door into the Oval Office and he falls straight into quicksand. And then they, while he's basically in quicksand, then they implode the economy and blame it on him. Okay. This, though, is... is uh, a scenario of okay is he even going to get in all of this stuff with the russian hacking stuff and how obama's trying to bring us into world war three and how he's removing the diplomats and all of this garbage that obama is making up and trumping up to you know try to discredit not only um russia but also not to say that russia's perfect but also um trump because they're saying that you know oh he's a russian operative now well this is another take on that and in something that could potentially play out between you know now and the inauguration so let's just go ahead and and look at this this is a, a very brief video here but i want to at least make people aware of this he's got a lot of videos up on his website right now that get into this specifically all the different scenarios but i just wanted to play something that's going to be brief that's going to cover a lot of the things so that you're at least aware of it it's Sunday, January 1st, 2017. 
In 19 minutes, I'm going to host my Sunday broadcast from 4 to 6 p.m. Central. You can find show listings, affiliates, and more, as well as free audio and video feeds at InfoWars.com forward slash show. As everyone knows, I have a lot of high-level sources. But I also have my own endemic research and my own understanding of history and tracking patterns that we see over and over again. Clearly, the mainstream corporate media, the Democratic Party, and a lot of multinational global corporations that have dominated this country are trying right now to set the climate up, the atmosphere up, to be able to either assassinate Trump, start a major war with Russia as a diversion, as a distraction, to destabilize everything he's doing into the new year, and thus sabotage his agenda to have an economy based on an economy and not on conquest. So we're going to be breaking all of this down today, but there is a major move clearly taking place to block Trump from even getting into office. And they're now claiming that the Russians are hacking power grids, and it turns out it's not true. This is a level of hysteria you only see right before a major war is started. Like claiming that the Iraqis had thrown babies out of incubators and were stomping their brains out of that Saddam had you know, WMDs. These are the type of precursors you see, but instead of this being a foreign war, it's a war against the nationalist populist movement that's trying to take our country back. So coming up here in just a few minutes, I'll be live on the radio slash TV at InfoWars.com forward slash show, breaking all of this down. But we are just seeing incredible fake news out of MSM at a level I've never seen before. The hysteria is only intensifying. We're seeing all the telltale signs that uh, they're going to try to claim that Trump is a Russian agent and thus uh, has to be basically kicked out of office before he even gets in. If anyone res resists that in our government or military, <coughs> they will then claim that they're foreign Russian agents and traitors. If anybody in the media challenges that, they'll also claim we're Russian agents. They've passed laws to be able to engage in domestic propaganda and shut down the media. Obama signed the day before Christmas, late at night. Uh, they're getting the whole establishment media ready for this. They're getting the public ready for this. There's some really ominous moves taking place that aren't just Obama scorched earth before Trump gets in and trying to sabotage his administration. So I'm going to be covering it all in 14... Okay, so in other words, they've got a lot of things potentially afoot. <clears throat> they've got different scenarios. And they're seeing... Which one they can kind of pull off? I think is what they're 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 searching for right now. <clears throat> I can't say for sure which one they're going to try to go with. I don't know, but we, again, we talked a lot about in the last teaching about this particular subject. What is going to happen between now and oh, that was two weeks ago, and in the inauguration, I believe on the twentieth. So now we're down eighteen days. <clears throat> now to me. <clears throat> The closer we get to the inauguration, for me, the harder it would seem... I mean, what are they going to do? Wait until one day before the inauguration, spring all this stuff on? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They've got to get a lot of ducks in a row, and they've got to, they've got to um, blow up a lot of gigantic lies and be able to sell it to the American populace where they're going to you know, be able to believe this. The masses, I mean. I don't mean the people that are informed. 
Uh, I pray to God, no, they're not able to pull it off, obviously. I mean, <laughs> if that were the case, what would they do? I guess install Hillary. Because in, in actuality, they would say, well, she was really the rightful winner anyway because the Russians rigged the elections and this or that. But like I said, that, that's not done yet. Not only that, this, on the 7th is when the Electoral College actually announces who won. If this happens before then, they could say, oh, well, this or that. I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying it's something to pray about. <clears throat> um, now, here we're going to look at something totally different. And this is entitled, this has been all over the internet. The Secret Service agent exposes terrible fate for USA. Now, again, on this, take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, this is not something that you could, would be almost impossible to vet. But this is also another scenario to look at that adds a new wrinkle into what we're talking about today here. This is Lindley Oz, and I have Joni Stahl with me tonight. And now, I am not endorsing Lindley Oz, okay, by any stretch. I don't even like playing her, honestly, but, and I've got a whole file on that that goes into that, but I'm not doing it because of Lindley Oz. I'm doing it because of who she's actually interviewing. Um, the lady comes across as very credible, and... Actually, she gets into some stuff even after. I can't play the whole clip. It's too long. It's 48 minutes. But what we're going to be covering is just the main part about Trump, really. Uh, thing, Something that she was told by a Secret Service agent when she worked in Washington, D.C. And it wasn't like she was constantly getting fed this type of information. It may have been a door that got opened for a very, like, basically a few minutes where this guy told her some information that, you know... Uh, she was actually able to put back out and disseminate. Maybe it was the whole Kabbalistic principle of them warning you about what they're going to do to you ahead of time. Maybe this is one of the ways they are doing this. I don't know. Okay, But it is very interesting what she's going to be talking about here. And she is on a minute till midnight, and we're going to give out that website address so you can go check her out. And she has had some really, really uh, powerful experiences, uh, especially when she was working in a club where a lot of very important people would go to. And in fact, she had an experience with a, what was it, uh, Joni, what was his title so I don't get it wrong? Secret Service agent. Yeah, he was a Secret Service agent to President Obama, and he shared some information <clears throat> with her. Now, we can't give out his name, um, to anybody publicly, but he shared some information with her and what he said, I actually played a clip of it on a previous video, but she's going to tell you a little bit more than what I was able to share in my previous video, as well as some really demonic satanic experiences at this club that she worked at and things that she saw. So Joni, go ahead and share with the listeners this whole experience you had with this secret service agent to uh, President Obama. Yeah, sure. I'll be happy to share. You know, um, this, you know, just to say this club, when I started working at it, when I got the job, I, I went for the job, you know, just to give you a little bit of background. Um, it was a concierge position and, you know, it was a beautiful building. I went inside. It was 
looked like something inside the White House, which was kind of interesting because it's in Newport Beach, like far away. We're on the West Coast. Um, and I was hired on the spot. And when I walked out, I noticed this. Okay, so I guess it's Newport Beach. Sorry. I, I thought it was D.C. It's a big gold crest. And I was like, oh, man, I thought this is a high-ranking elitist Masonic club. Because I've studied masonry for well over 10 years, and I'm pretty, you know, very familiar with it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I needed the money. And anyways, I won't go through all the details of that. But anyways, so um, I would see, you know, congressmen go through there, White House staff go through there. And it was all the time. It was it was pretty much weekly. There was always senators, and they were all members. And so they weren't just visiting there, but they were members. And so it's a strong, it's a Republican stronghold club. And so we got everybody, all the Republican, you know, people were coming in there. So uh, one night, Boehner was in there. So remember, this is the whole same side of the wicked coin thing. Republican stronghold doesn't mean that it was good. Okay, Boehner, you know, straight from the pit of hell type of person um just bear that in mind and because that's their favorite place to meet because they have private event rooms and typically when secret service agents come in they are friendly but they don't really want to talk to you they're very surfacey and so the more prominent a person is you know a more distinguished person in the political arena they vet you they do a background check on you repetitively they want to make sure who you are they want to know everything about you so one night this guy comes in and typically all secret service agents remain at the front desk because every time the phone rings any kind of movement at that front desk they stand up they want to look at what i'm doing so i'm pretty used to that but basically they don't talk so one night this guy comes in comes in with Boehner, Boehner's in the private room, so he comes out, and he's standing at the desk, he starts talking to me, and I thought, okay, well, he's just probably a little friendlier than the last, you know, people that have been Secret Service agents talking to me, and so I kind of was, like, nervous because I thought, well, what's really happening here because they don't really talk, and so he just started asking me. He's so, um, who do you think is going to be our next president? And I, I was like, kind of scared to answer because I thought... Now, again, she said they vet anybody that is like, okay, thoroughly vet somebody that's, in her case, concierge, uh, the reception desk. They would have thoroughly vetted her. They would have thoroughly known that she, uh, I guess she has like a ministry and, and, and she's gotten into these types of materials for a long time. So if they would have done any kind of background checking on her, they would have known that, you know, she was into that. Maybe they were feeding her this information just because of the whole, again, Kabbalistic principle of warning your enemy before, you know, knowing that she would possibly disseminate this. I, I don't know, but that's one possible scenario. Okay, like, I don't know who you are or why you're asking me this, and I don't trust you. You know, I'm thinking this in my mind, but I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer. So I said, well, I, I think, you know, it looks like perhaps Trump might be it. He says, you're absolutely right. Trump is going to be the next president. And I said, oh, really? He said, oh, absolutely. And I go, really? And he said, yes, 
He said, in fact, he was chosen two years ago to be the president. We all know it. And I said, you all know it. And he said, yeah, we all know it. And I was thinking in my mind, who's we? You know, I'm thinking, okay, it's his colleagues, you know, people are... So if that's the case, which it probably is, then so much of what we've been through this whole election cycle has been theater. It's been theater. But does it really appear genuine that they really did try to fight tooth and nail against him? Well, it sure seems that way. I mean, it's definitely not in my imagination that the mainstream media whores did everything they could possibly do to demonize Trump. And that Clinton and the, and the Obamas and, and George Soros have done everything they could do from when Trump became frontrunner to now to demonize him, to discredit him. Now they're, gonna basically, they're basically saying that he's a Russian agent. So you also have to bear that in mind as well. That's what I said. It's a complex situation that we're dealing with. Maybe, yes, they knew, but maybe it was like, yeah, but his popularity is getting way more than we anticipated. Way more than we ever wanted. And now maybe, let's say, they knew he was going to do this, but we've maybe they're thinking, well, now we've created a monster and this whole populism, pro-Constitution, pro-Second Amendment, pro-making-America-great-again thing that Trump's platform is on is gaining way too much momentum and we're going to have to demonize him in order to discredit him as much and set him up for the fall. Again, am I being dogmatic about, yes, I know exactly what's going on here. It's pretty, pretty tough to, to, to just say you're... 100% dogmatic about knowing what's going on with the situation, but I think it's somewhere in that, what I just explained. Around it, but he said, we all know it. Then he said, you know, um, he said, you know, I go, okay, then let me ask you another question. Because I thought, hey, if he's going to start telling me stuff, I'm going to open up. He can shut me down anytime. But I got to ask. So I said, okay, let me ask you a question. He said, yeah, go ahead. I said, okay, what about this Jade Helm thing? You know, this Jade Helm, he said, I, he goes, well, what do you think it is? I said, oh, well, I mean, us lowly Americans think it's some kind of military, civil disobedience, civil unrest thing for martial law. He said, that is exactly what it is. Okay, if you remember, if you're not familiar with, with Jade Helm, if you're new to this broadcast, it's where the these exercises that have been happening and Jade Helm is just one of them where our troops were training on our soil to engage basically the Patriot movement when martial law is enacted. Okay. So our own troops training on our own soil for domestic operations to go after, to kill, to incarcerate, to interrogate the people that will resist the New World Order being implemented. Jade Helm was just one of them, but it's been one of the biggest. And it's also been one of the main ways they have prepositioned their military assets. And I do also believe that that's also been one of the ways they've coordinated with foreign troops, training with our troops for the whole door-to-door -door stuff that's unfortunately most likely going to happen on in this country. Uh, he And I go, really? He said, absolutely. He said... 
I said, so there is going to be martial law. He said, there's absolutely going to be martial law. And I go, really? And I go, when? He said, after Trump gets elected. He said, and the... Okay, so now if that's the case, then this all the stuff with Russia is just more bluster about, you know, whatever. And none of it's, it's going to matter, just like it ended up the... Well, of course, they still haven't... The Electoral College still has to make its announcement on the 7th, but... The whole thing leading up to the Electoral College, how Hillary was going to steal the votes. That turned out not to be true, okay? So, in other words, her being able to, you know, secure 270 and Trump not being able to. Her people flipping and voting for Hillary, even though they had, their constituents had said vote for Trump. That didn't end up happening. Is this whole thing with Russia going to be that all over? Okay, well... It appears as though, if what we're to believe here, yes, that's going to be the case. They're going to wait till he's in office, then they're going to implode the economy, as we'll see. Reason why is because there's going to be, because of his mass immigration sweep, he said it's going to cause such massive civil unrest, but only it's going to begin in the big cities. We already know this. We're prepared for it. I go, okay, because I'm thinking... So in other words, when all the illegal aliens are due to get kicked out, the ones that are going to be, you know, whatever, the poor, innocent, illegal aliens that should have never, ever been here to begin with. And I mean, if he goes after the criminals, you know, like the literal criminal elements, and there's plenty of them, and there's all kind of rapes that are happening every month by these illegal aliens, and I mean the ones primarily from Mexico and Central America, of small children pedophilic acts that don't get reported in the news at all it's all suppressed i have a, a whole website here in north carolina that's dedicated to that one thing and all of these stories are swept under the rug i mean maybe one will leak out here and there but there's hundreds hundreds every no probably thousands every year per state depending on what state you're in and how many illegal aliens you have of these pedophile illegal aliens and not only that all these other crimes being committed it's all swept under the rug it's not even they need to go after them first obviously but they're saying there's going to be such an uproar over that all the social justice worries i'm sure will just come out of all, all the millennial snowflakes and 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 all of the you know illegal aliens that obviously have a vested interest in it there's going to be all this big uprising and george soros will be there to stoke the flames and obama will be there to stoke the flames and every other liberal devil will be there to stoke the flames and get that going so yes that could be a gigantic um uh issue that 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 is going to happen very quickly what you know you're talking martial law are you talking coast to coast he goes no he goes the martial law will begin in the bigger cities he said um so it's it's going to happen. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, well, I go, what about an economic collapse? And he said, there's not going to be an economic collapse. I go, there isn't. And he goes, no, there's going to be an economic catastrophe. Are you ready? And I said, well, I'm as ready as I can be. He goes, you better have at least three months of food stored. And I said, oh, I see. I go, what about you? And I mean, he- this is all the stuff I've been saying for years basically not just me but a ton of other people you know and uh, about the economic collapse alone again you, you can't print money out of thin air forever and there'd be no consequences eventually something's got to give 
and and um, this would be the time to implement it under you know on paper at least as far as his platform goes an outsider now whether he actually is or not you know that's up for debate but an outsider that truly wants to make america great again if we if we take what he's saying at face value i'm just saying that i'm not saying i'm not saying he's he's the real article i'm saying if we just look at his platform all of these things he's promised if there was any one president we have had in in recent memory that they would want to destroy the country under their watch it would be trump so they could blame it all on him and his followers and demonize them he said um well he didn't answer he just he didn't answer and so i said okay and he goes look all i know is this he goes i work with president obama he goes i work with him all the time i'm around him all the time he said i'm telling you i know he said and because i know he said as soon as Obama's term is up. He said, I'm transferring. I'm leaving the country. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to Belgium. And I said, oh, really? And he said, yeah. And to me, that sounds totally insane. Belgium is just one of the places that, like Europe, that's being taken over by the Muslim horde invaders. Why would you want to go to Europe? I don't get that. I just don't get in going to Europe. Europe is farther along in the um agenda of, as far as the islamic invasion agenda much further along than we are i mean there's a whole ocean that separates us that's worked to our advantage as far as keeping the the muslim hordes out of here to the point where i mean sweden i mean it's it's gone it's already gone germany's pretty much <laughs> because remember once they're there they're not going to leave and they're going to breed us out of existence that is their goal and i'm not saying that that you know ultimately god will let all that happen i'm saying that is their plan though to breed the infidels out of existence and once they get enough numbers they start to um not only get much more aggressive physically but also much more aggressive with them pressuring for different laws putting people in positions of of power and then implementing sharia law and these types of things um so let's go further and he did say some interesting things he did say this and i didn't this is the first time i'm actually saying this like i didn't say it on a minute to midnight because and i didn't say it on true news either but i'm going to say it here <clears throat> and he said you do know obama's gay and i said well you know so we've all heard it, you know, because I'm trying to just kind of keep it, you know, of course, I didn't want to like ruin it by going, of course, we all have heard this, but I just kept it cool, you know, and I said, well, I mean, there's things that are out there that suggest that he goes, no, he's totally gay. He said, and Michelle is not a woman. He goes, Michelle is a man. He goes, we all know it. He said, I should know. I told you, I work around Obama every day. And he was serious. Like, look, I don't know the guy. Like I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm not. Everything I'm saying isn't to convince anybody. I'm only relaying what I heard, and my experience. Because I'm looking at his face, like I'm trying to read him, right? Like, like, are you for real? Like, and he was serious. He and he goes, Michelle is a man. 
we all know it. He goes, and those aren't even his kids. He goes, they adopted those kids. That's when I just kind of said nothing, and I go, oh, I go. Yeah, I saw a report the other day about whose actual kids they are. Uh, I think I put it out. Um, one of their, one of their, basically, their close friends. And then you look at those girls, and, and one of the girls looks very much like the dad. And one of the girls looks very much like the mother. And they even have all these pictures of the Obamas vacationing with this long-time couple. Um, like in Hawaii, I mean, they take them along. I mean, these are, there are, these are the actual original parents of Obama's children. They didn't, two guys can't make babies. You know, God didn't create Adam and Steve to procreate okay it's an abomination <laughs> so this is just becoming more and more and more matter of fact well again joan river's dead within within one month of her saying this you know and i it, it was a momentary lapse of reason on, on on her part but it was so matter of fact the way she said it you knew she wasn't lying and there was all there's been all of this re reports about that beforehand all of the physical you look at the pictures of michelle and uh, just go up on the internet and key in michelle obama man i mean you'll see you'll see video after video after video and some of the videos get really really um descriptive on where they will actually look at okay this is the anatomy of a man down to where like differences in hip height as opposed to where the navel is in men differences in like the head to shoulder ratio this is how you know you're dealing with a man these are anatomical things that are universal from female to male okay that, that don't just flip-flop okay michael or michelle obama has all of the characteristics of a man and it's anatomically provable and they give all of these examples and all of these i mean there's tons of videos online about this what 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 an abomination what 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 a a sickening abomination we have at the at the head of this country i i, I just oh my word unreal well i mean it is out there and he said well it's true and i said really and he goes yep it's because i told you it's true he Man, goes, obama must have peed on his cheerios that day or something for him to share all that you know, uh, <laughs> you know i mean i mean and, and you know and then and then of course he told me he goes oh and one last thing he goes get ready for iran to bomb the hell out of israel because they're going to do it and i said oh like that and then all of a sudden seriously lynn he got this, this darkness came over his eyes. Let me tell you something. I've been around a long time. Now, again, what does the Bible say? Zechariah 12, 1 through 3. Okay, a lot of stuff going on with Israel now. Obama attacking Israel. Big time. Hates Israel. Israel hates him. Okay, got into this at the start of this thing about him being the Antichrist. There's no way they're going to accept him as the Messiah for so many reasons. Um, Zechariah 12, 1 through 3. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretches, stretches forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Behold. Now this is the days coming. Zechariah 
12, this is the times, this is basically the end times we're in. Moving into the tribulation and during the tribulation. Zechariah, but this is the start of Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in siege against both Judea and against Jerusalem. Obama's doing everything he can do right now to burn every bridge with Israel. Okay? I'm not saying Israel's perfect. I'm not saying there's not an unbelievably wicked sect of Zionistic synagogue of Satan Jews. And Jesus Christ referred to them. He says, you you call yourself Jews, but you're not. You're of the synagogue of Satan. Okay? Are they the ones in control of Israel? Yes, I do believe that. Are they the ones in control of Hollywood? Yes, I do believe that. Are they in some of the highest positions in the Illuminati? Absolutely. But does it mean I'm going to throw the baby out in the bathwater and demonize every one of the Jews? Call them all wicked? The Bible says that blindness in part is happened to the Jew, Jews until the fullness of the Gentile come in. It says that in the New Testament. So they've been blinded Basically, since, well, really, really the crucifixion of Jesus, to a large extent. Not to say that at the, at the initial phase of things, the emphasis wasn't fully on the Jews. Jesus came to his own, the Bible says, and his own received him not. Now, I did a whole study on this way back. It's called The Biblical Reason for the Jews' Affliction. If you key in affliction in the keyword search box, and it's not anti-Jew, it's not... It's just looking at why have the Jews been so afflicted throughout time, particularly since the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. When they said, crucify him, give us Barabbas, let his blood, meaning Jesus' blood, be upon us and our children, they collectively brought a curse on themselves. And I believe part of that curse was this blindness that they have suffered, where they actually rejected their Lord and Savior they didn't identify him, even though the Bible predicted him hundreds and hundreds of times in prophecy prior to him even coming. And he fulfilled all those prophecies to a T. They refused to see it, for the most part, corporately. Now, some of them did. Obviously, the disciples were um, Jewish, and obviously there was a ton of Jewish converts initially. But, you know, there there was a time after the crucifixion of Christ and after that, that from henceforth I will go to the Gentiles, I think. Paul said that. And the emphasis went more to the Gentiles. They have been blinded corporately. Not to say an individual Jew can't get saved. But corporately they've been blinded for a long, long time. And they've also been under somewhat of a curse, obviously. I mean, look at the Jewish Holocaust. Look at the Dysparea, or was it, I believe is what it's called, where, where you know they were split up and, and, and all of these things. Now, they didn't even have their own country until... You know, the Balfour Declaration, that, that type of stuff. Um, so that's a whole other subject, and I did cover it in that teaching. But the Bible does say, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling. And all. And remember, Jerusalem, as far as a Jewish enclave, wasn't even something that was even a real factor until the modern-day reformation of Israel came to fruition. So... And it says, when they shall be in siege both against Judea and against Jerusalem, and in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. Now, here's another reason they'd want to get Trump out of office and not let him implement things. 
Trump has had a pro-Israel stance. Trump has wanted to make friends with not only Putin, but Netanyahu. Obama evidently just tried to sabotage the election with Netanyahu, and yet he's accusing Russia of sabotaging this whole Clinton-Trump thing. What a fork-tongued devil. Um, I'm not saying Netanyahu's perfect. I'm not saying Trump's perfect. I'm not saying Israel's perfect. But those are things that have happened recently. I don't, if, if everybody is going to come against Jerusalem, that's probably going to include the USA. And when the USA comes against them, I don't see how that's going to happen under Trump's watch. But if they could get Trump out of there or discredit him to the point where he's removed from office and install their puppet dictator, they'll go hog wild against Jerusalem. That's another reason I don't think they want him in office or can't have him in office. Because of patching up the relations between the USA and Israel. USA is really Israel's only ally that's really left. God's probably letting that all happen in order for Israel to be humbled to the point where they will turn to the God of the Bible and the Bible talks about, they're going, and it talks about it right here in Zechariah, they're going to look upon whom they've pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for their only begotten son that was basically killed. Well, who was the one who was pierced? Jesus Christ. And that's in the Old Testament, predicting Jesus' death. They're going to finally get their eyes open, in other words. That blindness in part that happened in Israel to the fullness of the Gentile coming, well, that's going to, that's going to end up, they're going to end up getting unblinded. And the Bible talks about, in Zechariah, that one-third of the Jews are going to be tried as silver is tried in a furnace. They're going to be brought through the fire and refined, and they're actually going to be saved. One-third of the Jews right now, if it were to happen today, one-third of the Jews are going to be saved. Okay? They're going to get their eyes open. That blindness is going to be lifted, and the emphasis is most likely going to go back to the Jews. There's been this whole huge time period where it was on the Gentiles. I've done a lot of studies on this in the previous times, but um, it says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people around about when they shall be in siege both against Judea and against Jerusalem. The people all around about Israel are her enemies. There's no country over there that I know of that's really like good buddy buddies with Israel. Every time she gives up more land, they just move the the Muslims move their rockets in closer. It's all that's the only thing that happens. They just get a better bead on things. They're, be, they're being put. All this pressure is being put upon them to give up more land. They can't establish these settlements, even though the, it's land they, you know, they took in the the wars that have been fought over this. And in that day, will I make Jerusalem a burden burdensome stone for all people? Now, when it says all people. That most likely means that the USA is not going to be on her side. If Obama was in office and if Hillary Clinton was in office, that would be no problemo. Because they hate Israel anyway. Trump, I don't believe, is going to follow through with that. Unless, there was, unless they were to trump something up and then he was forced to turn against them or something. I don't know. But that's one more reason I cannot see Trump being able to stay in office. Or at least, not for a long time. I, I hope I'm wrong. I do. 
I do. I'm just looking at the Bible and I'm saying, well, okay, it says all the people round about and they shall be in siege both against Judea, Jude, Judah and against Jerusalem. And then that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. It isn't just say for all people, but the USA. <laughs> okay. So again, this is how I try to look at current events. Like, okay, what does the Bible say though? Hmm. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces. Well, look, look at the Muslims, how obsessed they are. That guy, that secret service said, Iran's going to bomb Israel. Iran is. Well, you know what? Israel's not, not a country I think I'd go after. Because God's defended, defended her from its inception when even when the Six-Day War and all the miraculous things that took place. Does that mean they're serving Jesus Christ? Does that mean there's not a whole lot of synagogue of Satan Jews there? It doesn't mean that. But he's, God's going to fulfill his purpose. He's going to fulfill scripture. Despite if they have their eyes open or not opened right now. He, in his mercy, he's doing it. He also knows the beginning from the end and he knows he's going to get saved. So even you might have somebody now that's railing against God, but they may, they may be part of that one third. Well, think about yourself before you got saved. I mean, I was pretty godless. I railed against God. There were times that I railed against God. I grew up in a very liberal household. God could have struck me dead, snuffed me out so many times, and I would have deserved it. But God in his mercy looked down on me and decided to save me. I mean, decided, you know, I, I had to make the decision, but he knew the beginning from the end. He also knows the same about the one-third that will be saved that might now might be against Jesus Christ. They might, but he knows how it's going to turn out. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces. These Muslims are going to be, they're the ones most obsessed with driving the Jews into the sea. This little tiny that, that makes up one fraction of 1% of all the lands that are called Arab. They have a tiny fraction. It's like one-eighth of 1% 1 or something is, is Israel. And they want more and more and more. The Muslims, they're obsessed with driving Israel and killing every single Jew. Who put that obsession in them? Was it God? Or was it Satan? See, Satan knows that if he can kill all the Jews, the Bible can't be fulfilled. Revelation cannot be fulfilled. How are you going to have 144 Jewish male virgins, 144,000 Jewish male virgins, and it even identifies them by tribe, the 12 tribes, 12,000 per tribe. They've not known a woman. They're Jewish male virgins. How are you going to have that if you kill all the Jews? How's Matthew 24 going to be fulfilled? That seems to be very, very much... Jewish or Israel, whatever you want to, I've, you know, okay, Israelites. That seems to be very, very, very Israelite oriented. Matthew 24, if you look at that. Well, when is that? That's during the tribulation. It's very, 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 very Israelite oriented. In other words, that's not, Matthew 24 really isn't like, Yes, are there things that a Gentile can pull out of? Absolutely. But who's he speaking to there? He's actually speaking to the Jews, the Israelites. 
Primarily, I should say. Primarily. So, I'm just telling you, all that burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces. So, if Iran thinks they're going to go in there and bomb Israel, and he, and he thinks that, they think that there's going to be, they're just going to go in there, and the Muslims think be, their Mahdi is going to come back, and they're going to wipe the Jews off the planet. You know, I hate to say it, they, they got a lot, from a biblical standpoint, they've got, uh, I hate to say this, but a lot, they're already prepositioned here. They've got a lot better chance of doing that to America, unfortunately. And if America turns its back on Israel, there's been whole books written about this. That guy Koenig, that I the Storm, I've done all kind of reports on this. Whenever we have done things to take away more of Israel's land or go against Israel regarding them giving up more land primarily, doesn't mean they're perfect, but regarding pressuring them to give up more land and give in to the, the Muslim terrorists more, we always have some cataclysmic thing happen to us. If they can get well, all the stuff Obama's doing right now is bad enough. Who knows what might happen to the USA because of that alone. But if they can get Trump out of there and get their puppet dictator in there and get fully on board with the UN and go totally hog wild against Israel, oh man, I shudder to think what's going to happen to America. It's another reason they don't want Trump in there. Because at least right now, he's very pro-Israel. Way more pro-Israel than any president we've had in recent history. Doesn't mean I think they're perfect. Okay? I try to have balance in every single subject we're talking about. There's so many out there that are like, well, you got the John Hagee crew. Oh, Israel, they believe in ethnic salvation. Jews don't even need saved. They're just saved because they're Jewish. They literally they believe that. They believe in ethnic salvation. Because of the blood that runs through their veins, they're saved. They don't need Jesus. Oh, what kind of insanity is that? And then there's the ones that believe that the Jews are the source of all evil on the planet, and none of the things that the Bible says about them regarding the end times even applies. Actually, it applies to the Gentiles now. And then, then you get into the whole Christian identity movement and the whole, I mean, all kind of weird stuff. British Israeliism and stuff. There's so many, oh my word, it's such a landmine of garbage and cult, pseudo-Christian cults out there. I can't cover it all. I can barely get to the current events anymore. But um, it, it goes on to say, all that burn themselves with it should be cut to pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered against it. It says all the people of the earth. That doesn't bode well for the USA. I, I got this this week. President Obama's shameful betrayal of Israel has sent shockwaves throughout the entire world, but especially here in Israel. Sign your name in support of Israel in control of Israeli control of Jerusalem. He's trying to get pressure Israel flailing like a, you know, a raging, crazy, insane person trying to do everything he could to bring us into World War III with Russia to go against Israel as much as he can. I, I think maybe if, I don't know whether he thought he'd have more time, whether they thought that Hillary was going to get in, and that Hillary was just going to continue his policies. That seems to be the way it is. They think about that. But then again, the Secret Service agent saying, well, we knew he was going to get in two years ago. I'm here to give you the scenarios that I know about. The truth somewhere in there, you know, regarding this matter. But I think we're, we're 
pointing you in the right direction about possible scenarios that are uh, that are coming here. So let's go ahead. And I know I got way off track there. Um, we're almost done with this clip, and then we'll go to part uh, three here. Let me just see two ten twenty six. So let's go back to this audio. I've been in the deliverance ministry for many years. Even if I wasn't in the deliverance ministry, the only reason why I say that is not to pat myself in the back or be anything, but I know what I see. And this blackness came over his eyes. And it was like this spirit, this evil spirit, this dark spirit flashed itself. It came up and I could see it. Now this is the secret service agent she's talking to. This is after he's he's revealed all this stuff to her. And then all of a sudden, I think he sees Boehner walking out. He's got to go. And all of a sudden this blackness comes over him before he's getting ready to walk out. And it was so dark. And it, I, I really felt afraid. I mean, it was like that, it was a spiritual, like I looked at that thing and all of a sudden he just changed his complete countenance, went dark. He became like, he was glaring at me. Then he turned and he had to leave because Boehner was leaving. Maybe he realized what he had done. Maybe, like, with, like, revealing this stuff, maybe he realized he messed up. Maybe he all of a sudden came to his satanic senses and realized he shouldn't have done this. He should have, I mean, Secret Service agents aren't supposed to say this kind of stuff. They're supposed to be, like, you know, like, Clark Kent or whatever, the strong, silent type or whatever, you know, not to reveal this type of stuff. And, um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe... God had him come clean for a few minutes, you know, so she would, so she would get this material knowing that God, knowing the beginning from the end, that she would actually put this information out. So with that being said, I did think on the way home, like of all the secret service people that I've been around, like they don't talk to me. They say, hello, how are you? My name is so-and-so. That's it. That is it. And I'm thinking, why? Did this man tell me all these things? I have no idea. I don't know what it means. Why he did. I'm, I was thinking, well, I don't know. Was it because when they were checking me out, quote, unquote, but like they know what I do? They look at the things I look at? I mean, you know, it's not hidden. And I'm thinking, I don't know why. Maybe he wanted me to know that for some reason. Maybe God wanted me to know. And I, I feel know. extra. Yeah, so it goes on for another 38 minutes okay but it, it they switch gears she actually starts to talk about these demonic entities that the place where she's working this freemasonic whatever club type of that has this huge freemasonic presence she's working there as a concierge has um was on an indian indian barrel ground she found out and it also has a gigantic freemasonic presence and it's also extremely haunted so she goes into the, she's actually seeing these demonic spirits there actually getting them on film it's really interesting interview she comes across as very credible and uh you know i wanted to throw that in there because you know i'm not gonna just go in here and like jones is doing where he's giving trump a pass on everything you know oh he's just bringing in this guy or this guy because you know they know the ropes and all this other stuff when they were in wicked and corrupt administrations ahead of time i'm not gonna do that i refuse I want to try to give you every angle I can give you because there's so many times multi-layered agendas going on. And um, 
it's very complex, I believe. This whole thing with Trump is, is just not cut and dry. It's complex. There's multiple layers to it. And that's what I'm trying to, to disseminate. So let's, um, um, I'm going to have to end part two here. And uh, we will go to part three next. So God bless you and see you in part three.